All right, everybody, welcome back to We Dig Tennessee. Uh, I'm your host, Matt Mingus, and glad to have you listening again. Uh, this week, we're going to have a chat with the president of Nuka of Kentucky and kind of see how Nuka of Kentucky is coming along, how their experience was with their first Washington summit, and find out what's going on up to our neighbors from the north. So uh, with that, I'd like to welcome back Mr. Adam Terry. Adam, how are you, man? Matt, I'm doing good. Um, I appreciate you and uh, the Middle Tennessee chapter allowing us to be a part of this podcast here today. Oh, man, we're more than happy to have you. You know, we're uh, Nuka's had a quite quite a bit of growth here in Tennessee and Kentucky and in our surrounding areas, and I'm pretty excited to see it. Yeah, we are too, uh, Matt. Being a new chapter there, we've really seen a lot of growth over the last little bit, and I know we can get uh, into more detail on, the, on that as the as we go along here uh, this morning, but. Uh, yeah, I think both the Middle Tennessee and the Kentucky Nuka chapters—they're both growing um, at a at a high rate, a quick rate. Absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll just man, we'll jump. We'll lead it off with that. How, how's it going? Uh, growing the chapter and all that. I know you guys uh, officially got kicked off uh, not too long ago, right? We did. Yeah, we. Uh, it was uh, around July there. We had our uh, actual first board meeting there um, and kind of got everybody in place and. Uh, kind of dotted all of our uh, I's and crossed all of our T's uh, to become an official chapter. But uh, man, since then, over the last two months, we've grown from zero uh, companies to 20 member companies, uh, just like that. And we're still gaining memberships uh, uh, weekly um, and getting interest from uh, people daily, pretty much. I'm getting phone calls and other board members are getting phone calls from people. Hey, what's this Nuka thing? Let's hear a little bit more about it. And it's really exciting to uh, to get those calls and to tell uh, to kind of tell everyone what our Nuka Kentucky mission is and kind of what core what core issues that we're trying to address. That is awesome. Yeah, it's um once you start getting those phone calls when you've gotten a chapter off the ground, man, it's an exciting time. Yeah, man, we've all said this before, and I know you like to use the term, and and some of the national Nuka guys do. But this thing, it's it's just like the snowball effect, and it's. It's still growing, and and the one good thing about the Kentucky uh, chapter is, is it's it's the entire state. So we really think that this thing is going to be really big um, here in the short um, in the short foreseeable future, and and just really uh, spread all over the entire state. That is awesome. Well, I, I know the last time we spoke, uh, you guys were still kind of determining what your your chapter's core issues were going to be. So if y'all made some headway on that, what what are y'all looking to focus on? Really, we, we've got uh, three main things at this time, um, and we'd all kind of talked about those up front. But basically, those three, the main ones are labor shortage and workforce development. Uh, we see that daily uh, in our industry, the need for uh, more skilled operators, uh, more training going on with these guys, trying to reach out to hopefully some of these um, high school level and college level technical schools to try to get them more involved and know that this industry is out here, this construction industry, man, it's, it's good. Um, it's good paying jobs for people. Uh, it, it puts uh, bread on the table and we're trying to really focus on labor shortage and workforce development being number one. Number two is improving Kentucky's dig laws um, in the state. Kentucky is one of two states um, in America that is not a mandatory 811. And so we're really trying to focus on our dig laws and collaborate with some other um, some other associations to try to 
help that dig law be better for the contractors and for the the municipalities and the owners uh, for that matter as well. I, I was just going to say, I know we do some work up in Kentucky and not having mandatory participation in the 811 system is uh, something that would be a huge benefit to all. I know, I know there's a, now you can be digging in places, you've made your calls to the 811 and then there's a utility that you don't even know about that's not a part of the 811 system. So then you hit their line and it's like, well, man, come on. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're seeing that. And, you know, a lot of people in Kentucky can say the same thing that I'm getting ready to. But when you call in a Kentucky 811 um, ticket there, you're not only calling them. I mean, you're trying to have to find all the other uh, members in that area. So you're sometimes duplicating that same call three, four, five or six different times. And that's a lengthy process, especially if you've got a, a line project, you know, that's 10,000 feet or 20,000 feet of line work. And man, you're just making, you're, you're duplicating yourself and, and just, it's really not feasible for the contractor to do that. No, you're right. It, Cause it, it's hard to tell sometimes what's out there. Uh, you know, it, there may be a utility there that you didn't call because you didn't know they were there. And if they were just a part of one call, you would know about all of them. Yeah. And like you said, um, anytime you hit an unmarked line or a mismarked line or anything along those lines, obviously there's that puts a potential risk and danger to your employees, but it also, it, it slows everything down. You know, you're delayed at that given time waiting on them to mark that line and to get that line fixed. And it's just, um, man, it's, it's, uh, we really need to get Kentucky to be a mandatory 811 state. That's basically the, the bottom line to that. Yes, sir. hundred percent agree. And our, our, our third core issue is just industry collaboration. I mean, you guys see this a lot in Middle Tennessee, and you guys have really gotten to probably experience it more so than we did. Obviously, we're joining, uh, we, we become a new chapter during a pandemic here, but uh, you guys really got to get out and shake hands with one another and really, you know, feed off of each other. And we've really not had the opportunity to do that yet. So we're really excited for us all to get together um, as an as a whole industry and just talk and meet and and socialize with one another and do that sort of thing. Yeah, and that is one of the great things about Nuka is you know since we started this chapter and like you said you guys are haven't been able to experience it just yet with with starting the chapter during the pandemic. But one of the things I learned from starting this chapter is I, I've met people and and folks that I, I I don't think I would have ever met it had not had it not been for Nuka that have just become you know, great allies in our industry, great folks to work with. And for, for many of them, great friends, you know, if I've got a, you know, a, a charity golf scramble coming up, I'll call, call them to come out and play with me just because they're, they're such great people. You meet a lot of wonderful people through this organization. So uh, I, I'm hoping for the best for y'all to get through this pandemic and be able to get face to face with people. Yeah, we're, we're excited for that. And like you and I know in this industry, you can, you can be in this industry and talk to suppliers and subcontractors and so forth on the phone for 20 years. And you may never uh, be able to put a, you know, never shake their hand, but something like this organization, it allows you to all come together and join and, and meet and, and be able to shake their hands and talk to them and learn more about them and, and go from there. Yes, sir. You're absolutely right. The, uh, all right. Well, man, so those are those are all great, wonderful things that you guys are focused on. And I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be you know, doing moving forward with that. I'm excited about the workforce development. I'm excited about the dig law and the industry collaboration. And that, that's just uh, to me, that is the biggest thing you get from Nuka, because, like I said, you make contacts and meet people that are, can be 
a huge benefit to, to you. You can be a huge benefit to them. And it just makes this whole process so wonderful. But uh, I know you guys also were a part of the big Washington summit that we just wrapped up a couple weeks ago. And being a new chapter and given everything that's going on with the pandemic and not being able to meet and stuff like that, how, how what was y'all's experience with the, with the Washington summit? Man, it was great. Uh, that's something I've never been a part of there. And we actually, um, I was able to be a part of every one of those uh, virtual meetings uh, during that day. We were able to host six uh, virtual meetings uh, with Kentucky members of Congress, including both of our state senators, uh, Mitch McConnell and Rand Paul, their offices there, which that's, uh, you know, a lot of people call them two celebrities there in, in the uh, the state Senate stuff. But that, that was a really neat day for us. Uh, Kentucky, um, NUCA, we got to be heard, uh, you know, those congressmen and the Senate folks, they, they heard our issues that we wanted to s- discuss. And it was just a great day to, to get together and, and talk about um, our industry. So it, it was awesome. So what, what, were, uh, what were some of the topics you guys hit on with your lawmakers? NUCA, we wanted to focus uh, this year throughout the, um, the United States in regards to infrastructure investment broadband deployment and pipeline safety are the three main topics that we wanted to hit on, Matt. And obviously the infrastructure investment there, I mean, that's crucial uh, to our industry. Um, Making sure that they know uh, where this money is going to and that they're investing in our underground infrastructure. A lot of times we see um, highways getting uh, repaved or bridge work getting done. And that's all necessary uh, so that we've got good roads and stuff to drive on. And, and obviously a lot of times with that highway work is is um, underground utility relocation. But a lot of times on a standalone uh, project, a lot of people don't see the underground work that we do. And so it's kind of out of sight, out of mind, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And you know, I, I, we kind of tried to hit on the same thing with some of our wire makers here in Tennessee was, you know, yeah, the, the bridges and the roads, those are the sexy projects that the public sees. But if we're leaving terrible utilities underneath those roads and we have to come back and tear them out anyway, then are we really doing any good or are we wasting taxpayer money having to redo those roads twice? Yeah, that's correct. Our just the these water lines and sewer lines and gas lines and everything is just it's depleting, you know, every day that passes by it's getting older and outdated and there's there's new things in and so you know one big thing is also is let's let's don't put a band-aid on some of this stuff man let's get out ahead of it let's let's be more um proactive you know let's get out in front of it i guess uh before something happens and let's let's put new stuff in the ground before something tears up yeah absolutely we we have a tendency to be reactive with our utility work instead of proactive and we, we we tried to make the same point to our guys that you know we we let's let's fund these projects up front and get these done so that when you guys go in and you put the new bridges and the new roads we don't have you know broken utilities underneath eroding uh, the the roadbeds or you know leaking so bad we have to go up go through and cut out big patches of these brand new asphalt roads and everything anyway. Yeah, it, it's just costing more, and you're you're at that point in time you're kind of wasting that money uh, that that could be spent somewhere else. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We we had a, a fellow by the name of Joe Tipton on sat in on several of our meetings in Tennessee, and he he talked about how up in Detroit, he's his company has been a part of uh, 
they're they're a manu- pipe manufacturer. So they, up there, they manufactured all the pipe for a Detroit water line that they spent $74 million a piece on three different repairs over the last couple of years. And they're just now going back to replace that system where that they had been proactive and got that system out of the way, they could have saved a whole lot of money on those emergency repairs. That's correct. That's the, we see that daily as well. Um, and we've just got to get out in front of this stuff, I think, moving forward. Yes, sir. Now, let me ask you this. Did uh, Were y'all able to bring up any of the, the dig law information with any of the lawmakers during these conversations? We brought up more so, uh, we, we kind of uh, tied that with the pipeline safety, Matt. We just yeah. wanted to let them know, and, and we very well did, all of Congress and the, the, the state Senate there, we let them know that, hey, Kentucky needs to be a mandatory 811 state. Um, it, it helps. Uh, it's it's not only helping the contractor, like I said earlier, but it's helping these utility owners as well. And that was the big topic of our pipeline safety was uh, the dig laws there and trying to make Kentucky a mandatory 811 state. And talking with most of the uh, Congress and Senate, I don't think that they really knew that, that we were one of only two states that was not a mandatory 811 member. Well, good. I hope, I hope that got their attention. We we did a little bit of the same thing here. We were able to, uh, you know, in Tennessee, we are a mandatory state, uh, but there's about 16 to 70 utilities that are not a part of the one call system, even though that they, by law they have to be. And that kind of made our lawmakers' eyes pop open and they want to know who they were. So it was, uh, it was a pretty powerful time to get in front of them and be able to display that kind of information. It was, it was. And our other topic there, um, other than pipeline safety and infrastructure investment, was broadband deployment. And I tell you what, um, there's not been a, a more greater need right now for um, the use of um, the internet, uh, virtual meetings. Uh, you and I are sitting here having this call virtual today. And, you know, school systems are now sending iPads home with, with kids so that they can kind of uh, stay safe and you know, this telemedicine and telecare and all of these things that we're using right now due to this pandemic, man, broadband deployment is huge right now. And in rural areas, they just don't have the capability. Some of these, some of these people don't have the, the fiber lines that are needed. They're still running off all these old copper lines and so forth. And they're just not able to get the data needed to sit there and watch a online schooling video. And that's really, um, I think this pandemic has, has opened a lot of people's eyes. Again, it's, it's probably being reactive to something instead of being proactive, but hopefully moving forward, we can get more fiber out into these rural areas. And uh, if this situation arises again, then we're ahead of it the next time. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and that, that was a great, another eye, kind of eye-opening moment for them. And we when you're talking about broadband and how some of the school systems can afford to send iPads or computers home, but then the students don't have the proper uh, internet to be able to access it or do their work. Or even if they have internet and there's more than one kid in the house, their internet's not strong enough to support both kids being able to do their work. So it's a, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. That was a, another eye opener for the, for Congress. Uh, all right. Well, ma'am. So uh, what, what's a uh, nuke of Kentucky got coming up here in the future? We got anything looking forward to? Well, Matt, we, we do. We have some uh, some things going on there. Uh, we've got a working group right now that's really helping with this dig law action. We're working, like I said, we're collaborating with a few other associations out there that's trying to push to get some of these dig laws, um, to, to get some verbiage in these dig laws uh, before a bill goes back in front of uh, some committees there. But 
really just trying to get some working groups put together. Like I said, we're still so new at this given time, uh, but trying to push the dig law actions and so forth and, and getting out front of that. And, and I know uh, Dave Doggett with team there, and we've got a few other uh, uh, members of NUCA of Kentucky there that are really pushing this dig law and staying up to speed on that. So that's one great thing that we do feel like that we've got going for us. Um, the next thing, we do have some upcoming events coming up there. We're holding a quote-unquote town hall Zoom meeting on theft and, and vandalism prevention. We've uh, we've really seen it in the state of Kentucky. Theft and vandalism has went up since this pandemic has started. And, um, you know, people are out of work, and it's very unfortunate that we're having to have this conversation. But we've really seen a lot of that going on uh, in the state of Kentucky. So. We've got kind of a part one and a part two of that coming up, um, and those will be a, like a Zoom type meeting, and those will be held on October the 28th and November the 12th, and those will be at like 3 p.m. Eastern time. And we ask anybody out there listening to uh, to hop on and join, whether it's Middle Tennessee or Nuka of Kentucky or so forth. There, uh, we feel like it's going to be a really good talking point for everybody to uh, to listen in on. Okay. So where where can we go to RSVP or register for that if we wanted to join in? You can go to the uh, chapter's website, www.nukakentucky.com. So it's N-U-C-A-K-Y.com. You can get on there and um, RSVP, and that way we kind of know um, what's going on there. It's free to everybody to get on there. We'll have some... Um, We'll have some guest experts in law enforcement and technology and insurance uh, on there to help, uh, you know, help tell everyone, you know, what's available out there if this were to happen on your projects and kind of some steps that contractors and, and owners need to be doing um, to, to be out in front of this to, um, so that it doesn't happen. Yeah, and you're right. That's been a big issue in help. We had a job over in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. We had somebody steal an entire mini excavator just Pulled up, cut the chain, loaded up, and left. So <laughs> Man, people, a, um, people, they can do some interesting things there. They they really don't care these days. No, they do not. So I'm glad to see that one come, you know, upcoming, and I'm looking forward to that one. It should be a good one. So yeah, yeah, we hope we get a lot of uh, um, a lot of people to join that the during that day. So it should be a good day for all of us. Well, that's awesome, man. All right. Well, I think I've covered everything I wanted to ask you. Do you got any uh, any thoughts for us? You know, we're still, um, as a new chapter, we're still out there trying to uh, get people to join. So if you're a, a Kentucky uh, contractor or someone in the surrounding states that does work inside the state of Kentucky, we ask that you, um, you know, reach out to us here at um, at the Nuka Kentucky chapter. And you can get on, the, like you said earlier, uh, NukaKY.com. And we've got join forms on there. Uh, people can uh, follow us on Facebook. We've had a really good turnout with that. And um, like I said, we're really just interested, you know, trying to get more uh, contractors and suppliers to, to join this uh, to join this chapter to help us grow. Yep, yeah, and man, y'all y'all are growing so fast. Over twenty members now. You guys are right at the point where you'll. You should get officially chartered here soon, and then hopefully in February at the national convention, get handed your charter plaque and all that fun stuff. And so, it, 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 Kentucky's growing, and it's exciting, and it's really, really taking taking off and gaining some momentum right now. So, man, it's really fun to see what y'all got going on up there. Matt, we appreciate that. And again, um, I want to thank uh, you and Middle Tennessee. Um, 
for uh, letting us be a part of this podcast today. This is the second one we've done now, and and we really got a lot of great feedback from those who listened to the to the first podcast. And and I can't thank you enough for allowing us to be a part of this. Oh man, I'm I'm more than happy to have you. Like I said earlier, it's exciting to see what's happening up there, and and working with you guys and helping you get this thing off the ground and, and doing everything we can. Now, now we just got to get Darren to uh, let you head to Naples in February, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping I can make that trip. Let's, let's hope they have it there. I, uh, I wouldn't mind spending a few days down there and uh, talking with everyone and enjoying some sunshine. That's right. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you joining us. Uh, I look forward to talking to you again. All right, Matt. Thank you again. And you have a good day. Thank you. All right, everybody. I just want to say thanks again to Adam for joining us. Uh, great interview. Great to hear all the excitement and the progress going on in the Kentucky chapter. So that, that's awesome. Uh, as we wrap this one up, guys, I, I just want to give a few chapter reminders from both East and Middle Tennessee. Uh, East Tennessee, we will be hearing their experience with uh, the Washington Summit coming up next week. I wanted to already have that one out, but I had a little bit of a uh, audio file issue with, with uh, one of the one of the folks involved due to us having to do everything remotely and all that. And then some of those technical updates just happened. So we're going to have that all fixed up and ready for you guys to hear next week, uh, as well as hopefully some upcoming uh, updates as Wendy gets in, gets settled in on some, some events to come in your way. Cause they had a great dove hunt here recently and I'm excited to see what's coming from them uh, here in middle Tennessee. Uh, guys, don't forget, still got the each one reach one membership contest going on. Get out there and get recruiting. You know, there's a, a prize for both top contractor recruiter and top associate recruiter. You know, we're get those nice Milwaukee jackets, keep heated jackets, keep you warm this winter. It's getting into the cold season. We're moving into the cold months. You're going to want to stay warm. So get recruiting. Get some new folks in here. Let them feel the power of NUCA and how we're growing and what we're starting to establish. Off the heels of such a Washington, a great Washington summit, guys, we really are starting to make waves. Uh clay shoot coming up november 13th uh gonna have that over at the nashville gun club uh should have registration open for that soon so be be watching out be listening watching those weekly emails uh the tech summit coming up october 15th guys that's very very soon that's tomorrow for, mo- for if, if you're listening to this on the day it came out that's tomorrow tech summit should be a good good uh uh good slate there uh, Nuka Wins Demo, October 27th. Guys, the Nuka Wins program is a great one. Uh, great reporting tool for any uh, anybody that's got damages and injuries, near misses, uh, accidents, all, all the sort of stuff. It's a fantastic reporting tool. You guys are going to want to check it out. Uh, we got the holiday banquet coming up in December. Uh, working hard on that one. Uh, should have some good stuff. Good, fun event. Bring your spouse. Just hopefully we'll... Uh, have a good fun night. Give out our Ditch Digger of the Year award. Give out our awards for our recruiting contest, and just just you know take it easy. Have some fun. Get the get get back to being able to get to know one another and, and be a little more personable. Uh, still working on some other great virtual events to round out the year and to get us going into next year. So be watching those weekly emails and looking out for that. Um, see oh guys open board spots two board spots open for contractor members so guys if you're interested in having a larger voice in what we're doing jump on the board and join us you know it's it's just be active in your chapter is what we're asking of you so come on let's get active let's get a part of these things let's enjoy these things let's get out there and continue to grow the nuka of middle tennessee brand um 
and with that, guys, we'll, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, you know, it, this was, a, I think, a great interview, and I'm looking forward to hearing East Tennessee's. Um, if you can hear my dog whining in the background, I'm sorry, but he will not quit. So I apologize for that. But anyway, guys, uh, oh, I know what I left out. Nobby, December 2nd, Scott Knobloch from Caterpillar. Coming to Nashville, he's traveled the world for Caterpillar. He's doing a uh, well, seminar in, live in person here for us, uh, maximizing job efficiencies and equipment operation for civil contractors. He has traveled the world for Caterpillar, seen their machines in action, all different settings and terrains, and has a ton of experience on you know, how to maximize your efficiency with your equipment on your job site. So that's going to be another great one. Uh, but with that, guys, I'll wrap this one up. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. So thanks for listening. Uh, stay safe out there and keep digging Tennessee.